This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, it's another amazing day in author land, and I just have to share with everyone, I, I was delighted when I had been away for at a conference back in Philadelphia a week ago, and when I returned, there was a package, and I didn't recognize who it came from. I know a lot of people in Phoenix, but I didn't recognize the address, and when I opened it up, I recognized the name because it's one of our regular listeners. And Dr. Altman, Dr. Gerald Altman, happens to be an ENT specialist, so those, all those things that clear our throats, fix our noses, and take care of our ears. And he has been listening and put together his book. Um, and he has uh, lots of kids in his practice, but he created his book called Don't Stick Sticks Up Your Nose and Don't Stuff Stuff in Your Ears. It's a board book, and it's a terrific book to give to kids. It's actually designed that, that they can look at it in his office. It's a, what we call a board book, so it's not the paper, um, the thinner paper. This is really um, actually these kind of board books are used for uh, usually younger kids. Um, but it's, it's a long life type book and it's really great fun to get these gadgets and goodies and to see the product that people can get just by listening to some of the, um, information and tips that we routinely offer so you can create a book that not only rocks and rolls, but really can brand you, can add to your professionalism. And that gets your message out. So whether it's for a practice like in Dr. Altman's case in based in Arizona, or it's a practice that you can really come together and um, uh, just sell a gazillion books. And if you know a strategy, here's what I would recommend. And I mentioned to him when I chatted with him on the phone is that these are the kind of books that I've worked with clients like uh, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein, who is a visionary, uh, a vision visionary, as I'd like to call her. But I had an accident six years ago where I actually lost the ability to read for 18 months. And Lynn was head of the team that was able to get my eyes going right again. And so I could start reading and doing the things that I love so well. And actually, having my eyes with what I do with authors is a good thing, critical thing for me to have. And Lynn has been extraordinarily successful in doing, she is now on her third uh, reprinting and has sold mega thousands of books, not only to the public, 
but also to her colleagues where they saw the value of the book um, in See It, Say It, Do It. And now See It, Say It, Do It, there's a, there's a workbook that for the family that they take home and use things with kids. And there is now there are her 50 tips books on how to enhance your sports performance that all of that have been spun off of See It, Say It, Do It. And each are in multiple printings, which for an author is the cat's meow. And we always want to hear those things. But she has made a great inroad of her colleagues, her peers saying, this book is fabulous. And my patients, my customers need to see and have this book. So they buy it in units of 25, of 50, of 100, and they resell them. Or sometimes what they do is they just increase that first visit um, by $25, and they get a copy of the book personalized just for them, and they think this is the cat's meow. I have another client who specializes in divorce mediation, and she works for families post-divorce and creates these incredible, brilliant family plans. And Joan has done the same thing, where she includes a copy of the book with their first visit. The, the client just thinks it's fabulous to get a free book. And, of course, it's not free. It's paid for. But also, here's this other really very cool thing that Dr. Altman gave me, and he sent along a beautiful, beautiful wood box with a nice pen in it and he actually created the box and tooled it down so that was a big thank you and shout out to him and I hope people who have ENT issues track him down in Arizona and seek his services and see this nifty little book he put together all right now back to your guide to book publishing Last week, we had so much information coming out about websites and what's going on. And my guest that week was Shannon Parrish, who is, she has one of these um, uh, double weapons. Not only is she very, very creative, but she is an illustrator and she does websites. And we were talking about websites. You can find her at shannonparish.com. And we were talking about websites, you know, what they are all about. And one of the things that Shannon brought out that was really so critical is that websites, um, the number one thing that a website should do for you is build trust. Build trust with your audience, whoever your audience is out there, that they will come back, that they believe you, that they need your content. And she also went through a rapid series checklist of things that you should be looking for. We talked about tabs. We talked about WordPress, the holy grail right now of creating websites. And really one of the key benefits of, of WordPress was that you could be a total ding-dong when it comes to uh, coding, because you don't need to know it, what you do need to know is a good idea to type, um, because you're going to add content as you go along. And really what was critical also that came across is that websites are really an investment. They're an investment in you as the author. They're an investment in your book, because it's a product. They're an investment in your audience, because you're delivering this content. So Shannon is back with us. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Good. All right. So we're we're off and running one one more time again. And we are we, we had some other goodies that we were gonna add into the product mix um here. And one of the things that authors forget about, at least is my experience, and I try to drill it down, is how critical their keywords and categories are and how they tie in with this this three letter 
um, God in the Sky called SEO. So how would you like to jump in here and let's probe and go down this path? The first thing to do to understand what categories and tags are is if you were to remember back to when you did an outline in school where you had your main topic and then underneath that you had a subtopic and underneath that you had your bullet points. Categories and tags reflect that type of thinking and it's what the search engines will look for in your website. They're going to go to the main topic first and then they're going to see if it makes sense and if you have um, relative tags that follow underneath that main category. Now what a lot of people do when they first start this out is every word they can think of that they think is a great keyword they make into a category. And before you know it, they've got a really clunky website that makes no sense to the search engines which may get them passed up. And, and it and, needs to be nice and clean. And, then, and you know what? I've Go been ahead. guilty of I've been guilty of that, Shannon. I've thrown everything but the kitchen sink in. And you do have to go. I know that we're going to be doing that and doing that clean out so that my categories are going to come into from author success, the book success, the book marketing, publishing info. <laughs> and it's going to, to, to really try to simplify it. Um, so people then, exactly. and then it helps. Yeah, it helps your visitors know, oh, I do need to go about book marketing. I need to dive down into here. Or, you know, I, I'd like to have some tips on author success. I'm going to dive into here. Or if I need to have just some generic publishing info, oh, God, okay, so this is probably where ISBNs and all that other stuff will be. So. Exactly. And the WordPress website allows you to be able to put uh, a, what they call a tag cloud or a category cloud into your sidebar where you have the words that people can click on and WordPress will arrange everything that has to do with that particular word that you've clicked on in a nice neat page and you can just read everything that relates to each other. However, if your category is four or five words long, it's going to mess up the way that your uh, home page or that any page is going to look because that category will extend out into the main body of your page, which a lot of people don't realize. So for the sake of how your WordPress looks and to be clean in your search engine optimization, you want to have as simple of a categories and tags as you can. And then when you get into more complicated tag words or keywords, which are the phrases that you hear a lot about that Internet marketers talk about, then you can do that um, in, when you are doing your post with another type of plug-in that goes in on your post. But regarding categories and tags, we'll talk about the other in a minute, um, your, your tags then will fall underneath your categories and um, all of those need to be nice and clean. You can't create a tag and it be 15 keywords followed by commas in the one category, which I've seen happen many times. So every keyword appears to be a big jumble of a paragraph of words and those all have to be cleaned up. So it can be tedious cleaning up an existing mess, but there is a, um, a plug-in that even though it's two years old, it's still working really well and it makes things very easy uh, to clean up with. And that is called a categories to tags converter because the most common mistake that people make is uh, creating way too many categories. You need to have 
much fewer categories than you would your tags. And this okay, plugin so will help you go through it in a very short period of time. Okay, so Shannon, we have one minute before our first break here. So let's just recap. In your opinion, how many categories should there be? Well, it depends on your topic, but I wouldn't I would say no more than five. Okay, so let's let's just help. So let's stay at number five, and then for your tags, your tags can be unlimited, but it's best that you keep them relevant to what you're doing, and not a sloppy word. You want the main, most used phrase, because the more you use a certain phrase, the larger that word's going to appear in your tag cloud, and you'll be able to see at a glance what you write about the most. So if you have a whole bunch of little tiny words. It's going to come across the search engines and your reader that you're really not focused. You're just shoot, shotgunning all over the place. All right, so let's hold that thought, and we're going to come back, and I want to talk about the cloud after the break. This is Judith Bryles with me as Shannon Parrish, and you're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story. 
And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Right, so we were talking about, and Shannon threw out, or my guess is Shannon Parrish, of shannonparrish.com, and we threw out a, she threw out the cloud, you know, and some people talk about the cloud, it's all floating around here, but what she's talking about is a visual that drops in on your, usually homepage, on your website, usually I see them always on the right side, I don't know if they float around, Shannon, um, but describe what this looks they like. They can be okay, anywhere. So all right, describe what those look like. Well, some people are familiar with the word uh, wordles, and a wordle is where it looks like an abstract art piece with a lot of different sized words, maybe some different colored words, maybe a different type of font or whatever. This is a nice, fancy, easy way of being able to look at a glance um, regarding a certain subject and, and what's on there. On my booksites.us, there is a wordle there regarding WordPress. But a tag cloud has nothing to do with computer clouding, which is now another word. I hadn't even realized that that could be confusing until you just said that. But uh-huh. it looks like a cloud of words. Uh-huh. Yes. And they're all, and, yes, and they're, um, and they're different sizes, and they're different sizes. They are. And when you first set up your uh, WordPress and you first start blogging, everything's going to be the same size. The more you write and the more that you check certain keywords, those specific keywords that you're using the most often will start to grow in size in their font. And then you start getting that artistic look, and people will be able to tell at a glance what it is that you talk the most about. And it's really good for you, too, because if you think you're covering one topic, but another keyword keeps popping up, you're not covering topic you want to cover as well as you thought you were. So you can see at a glance of what you need to write more about. 
if you want to see those words pop up more. And what WordPress does then is each of those words are linked back to the different posts that have been uh, checked with that tag word. So, Shannon, um, last week you talked about a plug-in for WordPress that allowed it to do a, almost a seek-and-find by itself, like you had a, a, a robot out here um, that went, went out and pulled yeah. and would identify those. So is does this does the plug-in from last week you talked about, does it talk to the cloud plug that you don't even have to write it in, it just knows it's there and they sync together? Or is this, we have to think differently? Yeah, you have to think differently. It doesn't, it's not connected to your tag cloud. It's doing its own job all on its own. And um, when you activate it, the name of this plugin, by the way, that I enjoy, I'm sure there's others, but this one that I like a lot is SEO Auto Links and Related Posts. And if you do a search in your plugin, section in your uh, WordPress dashboard, that plugin will pop up. And what it does is it's searching through your entire website, and it's looking for common phrases, common words, and it will create internal links inside your WordPress, your website. And Mm -hmm. those search engines love this because then they can find their way around and everything starts making sense in a very logical format or format. you know, kind of like that that outline type of an image because you have to remember computers are logical. They're not intuitive in any way, shape, or form. And your reader will be able to start reading one post and they might see a link that they're really interested in and they'll click on that link and before you know it, they're doing a rabbit trail all through your website learning all about you and what you're talking about. Well, as they're doing that, the plugin also sees what it is that they're hitting and what where they're going, and then it will suggest with a little slide out in the little right hand corner, um, it will give them kind of like a little ad that says, "Well, you'll probably like this post also," and then you can click on another post that's a related post. So you're getting internal links and you're getting these suggested posts, and it's really terrific for readers when they're trying to find out a little bit more about what the website's for. It helps them to search for the information they need. So, in other words, that you, what this does, this is the hot way to get the search engines to fall in love with your website. Yes, in the old days, you had to manually link all your different posts together. For instance, Judith, you had a series of three posts on marketing on your AuthorU website, AuthorU.org. And Mm -hmm. I noticed when I was reading one of the posts that it was not linked to the other two. That's when I installed this um, plug-in so that it would automatically link those posts. And then I, as a reader, if I jump in on a conversation that you're having and I'm reading number three, I'm going to want to know what number two and number one are about. But if they're Mm -hmm. not linked, I may not know where to go to get them. And so Ah, when they're automatically linked, then I can get to them. The benefit of this is that if for some reason things are moved or changed and mm-hmm. the link is broken, I don't have to go manually find all those links. The plugin just relinks everything automatically. It saves hundreds of hours of work. Well, and that's huge. And so if it's you are time. writing a blog that has like a part one, part two, part three, that this thing is smart enough that it automatically will hook them all up. 
uh, if you right, and the more you, specific you yeah. are, the better it is. Because, for instance, if you had several blog posts in there, and you all had you had part one, part two, part three, but your titles changed when you referred to them, yeah. it might link up the wrong blog post ah. with together, oh. and it might cause confusion. So you need to be really specific about your phrases. Oh, great. And you know what? That's a great thing to bring up because uh, over the last month, I put up weekly Myth 1, Myth 2, and Myth 3 on uh, on for book marketing. So I did have myth number one in book marketing, myth number two, myth number three. So hopefully they will find them, each other. <laughs> well, well, where this would get messed up is if you were to write another series on, say, um, distribution, Myth 1, Myth mm-hmm. 2, Myth 3. Well, then it oh. could, your marketing could get confused with your distribution. So you want to refer to it as distribution myth number one. That's what I mean by being specific. All right. And, that, and that's a great example. So that, and actually I wouldn't talk about book marketing and distribution. I mean, although they're tied together in its own way, but it would be distribution myth. Gee, Shannon, you've just given me a whole idea for a whole new series of, of <laughs> things that, that they, I haven't done a distribution myth series <laughs> because mm-hmm. one of the one, yeah, one of the great myths about people with distribution. I mean, I and I have said this over and over again, is that just because you have a distributor doesn't mean that your books a distributor will pitch your book to a bookstore and get it out, but it doesn't mean it's going to stay there. It is your job, dear author to drive people to these bookstores so they buy your book. Otherwise, you know, you have to re- realize that in a bookstore today, it is very expensive real estate. And that unless there is turnover, which means your books are walking to their way to the cash register with somebody's feet carrying them, um, that those books are going to get returned pronto. So your job really becomes, and I, I know that in the intro, intro section of the marketing quotes in my next book, that if I had a thousand authors in my in uh, in an audience, and I asked the old question, you know, how many of you love 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 marketing? I'd be lucky if I got ten percent of my hands up. That if I said, how many of you like writing, 90% would say, oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like Nirvana. And 10% said, oh, my God, I don't want to write another thing. They're the ones that love the marketing. And the reality is once you're done writing your book, you have to shift your gears mentally and physically and financially into marketing your book because this is where – all the energy has to go, and most authors don't want to do it. And it's the number one reason why their books don't sell. Now, what Shannon's talking about here is that we've, we're creating a vehicle that is the introverted author-writer's delight, and it's called the website. Because you can stay behind the screen. You don't have to get in front of people. You can just tap your fingers to delight and reach out and connect in a variety of ways. So, and that's really what she's doing. So she's talked about the setup. We've talked about the different setups and things that we do. We're going to come into another break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to come back and talk about the variety of things to hook in and engage 
uh, your your audience in different ways. I know Shannon has been very active in setting up those websites so the engagement comes into play and the visitors, when they're there, they'll get there. Remember what she said last week. The number one issue is to engage trust. So we're going to come back to trust. What vehicles do you use to engage that trust? I'm Judith Riles. It's your guide to book publishing. We're going to be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Alrighty, we're talking websites, we're talking blogs, we're talking about interaction, we're talking about growing your fantastic raving fan base. 
Um, and some of the techniques and tricks that you can do in my guest for this hour is Shannon Parrish of ShannonParish.com. And I have to tell you, one of our listeners uh, emailed me and he said, when I asked the question about, you know, if I had an audience with a thousand people in it and authors and I asked them, you know, how many of you love, 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 love marketing and I would lucky to get 10% and the rest of them would rather just love, love, love to stay writing. And and what he added was, yeah, and 80% are going to throw things at you when you ask that question. So um, let's talk about how to continue that marketing once you get them there. When you get these visitors to your website, how do you start that real interaction? How do you continue that interaction? And and I guess that I would also love to visit is come back and a lot of people, you know, when you start blogging, which is going to be one of your key interactions will bring people there, is that it's you and your computer. And then maybe it's you and someone across the street in your computer. And then maybe it's you and a couple of your colleagues at work and your computer. What happens as you start to build and yet you've really been putting out your heart and soul and you've really been putting out good stuff? So I want to address that. Um, do you say, oh, well, it's gone, or do you just bring it back? All right, so, <laughs> so Shannon, what do we do? What are some of the key things that we want to do when we start bringing people to our site? Well, the first thing you want to do is put yourself in your reader's shoes. What are they looking for, and why do they care? Because they don't care whether you're selling books or not. They want to know if your book is going to benefit them or if your services or if your information is going to be something that is going to make their life better or make them look like an expert to other people, which you really want because then you end up with viral marketing as they're talking to other people about things. Now, all of your search engine optimization that you've been working on behind the scenes will play into this because people will hear about you and other people that they are talking to will then do Google searches to find you. And you want to make sure that it's easy. So uh, make sure that you include your name and your tags. If you have a very complicated name, then start going by something that people can remember or do something that's a keyword for them to remember. Because uh, you know some names are so difficult to spell, you really need to come up with a nickname or something like that that they can find. Um, well, I, you want to I, think, I think in terms yeah. Go ahead. I, I think that's critical to have a name that's easy to spell. Um, um, I'm a believer in the branding thing that the author is the number one person here. So if you can't get your name, um, now if you have, you know, you know, Harold Walczewski Jr., probably there's not a lot of people out like there with that name, but the reality is can they spell Walczewski? So you've got right. to come up with some variables that people can find you and consistently use that. The other thing I'm going to recommend here, when you do blogs um, out there, that you create a constant signature with your photo on it um, that you just merely can do a copy-paste and slap in so you don't have to keep rewriting this thing over and over again. Well, actually, but there's th a better there's a better solution than that. Okay, go ahead. There is a, um, a, web, uh, there's a website called gravitar.com. Okay. And you set up your profile, your photograph, your bio in there, and it's attached to your email address. So wherever you have your email address, whether you make a comment on other people's websites or if you're making, you have your biography on your own website, Gravatar will link all of that together and automatically people can get your biography and everything is 
follows with it. So you can seamlessly take care of that without having to remember to insert your bio in every post, et cetera. Oh, so, so you're saying, Shannon, if I was reading an, uh, a commentary on the Huffington Post and I put in right. my email, it is automatically going to snag that sucker and add in my rest of my information? It sure is. Um, Lord Lucas mm-hmm. does this really well with his neighbors at war. Any, mm-hmm. any, anywhere where he makes a comment on anybody else's website, his photograph, his little avatar will show up so people will get used to seeing his face, and it will have a link back to his website. And all of his activities on other websites that pertain to what he's doing, anytime he uses that email address, they're going to be able to find him and his website. So that's a great tool to use that people that you could build up your audience because if you're following something that somehow it is connected to what you and your book are about and if other people are following this this area this is this is how you know you build your twitters and your facebook yeah. followers etc yeah. too is that they see that then they will say hmm who is this guy that in case ward is all about the disruption that a homeowners association can do in your residential life. And so if you're someone who is ranting and raving about your current homeowners association, you would want to follow Ward Lucas. (laughs) And and I'll just say his his website is neighborsatwar.com. Now, this website that I just mentioned is Gravatar. G is in George. R-A-V as in Victor, A-T-A-R.com, Gravatar. Okay. So you just go over and you get your information and put it together, and that that is a great tool for you to use as you seek and find and you become found. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So there's a lot of other features. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on. Okay. All right. There are other features that you can have onto your website that are going to get people excited about who you are and what you write about. I think that, again, Courtney Miller does an outstanding job with this, with his YouTube videos, which are very interesting, and his uh, traveling that he does with a lot of photographs and then blogging about what he finds with archaeological digs, which all reinforce the fiction stories that he tells about what could have been the lives of those people that had left those items. So he has positioned himself in such a way that the reader can kill many hours on his website, which is CourtneyMillerAuthor.com, and be able to interact with him through YouTube, through his galleries, through his comments, and through his social media icons. There's a lot of um, tools that he has on his website for people to interact with him as an author and to create an interest and a following definitely in regarding uh, Indian archaeology. Mm-hmm. So Native um, American. Um, and, 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 yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Um, another little tool that people might not have thought about is the whole thing is that you want to tell people what to do when they're on the website. And we've seen the subscribe forums where you can get a free chapter to something. We've seen... Um, other things by now, but a very subtle one can be in something as simple as a plugin called Quotes Collection. And these are great for entering quotes or testimonies from other people, but you can also put in a tip such as if you call now, 
you can order this book or be sure I mean you can give them some kind of an instruction like your hours or if you're a doctor or um, we're having a special next week, come on into the office and pick something up. I mean it's a quote that shows up in your sidebar for a short period of time. You can use it or not use it and it's intermingled with the other quotes. Does that make sense? It does. So this so is a call to a, action. Okay. And it's it's going to be showing so as long as you tell it not to show, right? Is that correct? Yes, you you can delete them or add to them at any time. It's very easy. It's a plug-in that will then rotate testimonials that people are making or comments, and it will show up in quote marks in your sidebar, or it can be something that you insert into a web page and it rotates, you know, kind of scrolls. Mm -hmm. But you could mm -hmm. also, it's just text that's scrolling. So you can use your creativity and give an action item on there. Have you signed up yet for my newsletter? You know, and then there's another quote, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And and the quotes can also have links to them where people can click on it and go directly to a certain page if you're mentioning something there. Mm -hmm. Shannon, so that's you just using mentioned a plug-in in a new way. All right, you you just mentioned the newsletter word, the newsletter word, and a lot of uh -huh. people are substituting their blogs because some of these blogs are very intensive for newsletters. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to have both on a website, or should you do a choose? It depends on whether you want a newsletter is going to have additional features to it. You might want to put in well, and you can lay it out differently. But an RSS feed that you can do as a subscription is any time that you blog, you're not going to have to think about laying out your newsletter. The blog material or whatever you're writing about goes out to people however often you set it to be. It could be once a day, it could be once a week or once a month and it will summarize all the things that you've created that were new on your website. So all of your subscribers will get all those new blog posts. A newsletter is going to be a special effort where you are going to have images and articles and stories, resources, and they can be really short, something as short as just a cartoon, or they can be much mm -hmm. more involved, such as the newsletter that we do with AuthorU, which is a content-rich online magazine with up to, I think the highest we've done is what, 42 pages of yeah. information <laughs> and content, articles, yeah. ads. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It, yeah, it runs 30 to 40 pages, um, and it's nine times a year. So for our listeners, I'd encourage mm -hmm. you to go to authoru.org and sign up for it. And you can choose to read it as a PDF, page by page, or you can read it like a magazine does, where you turn the pages. And you'll find a lot of information, also dates that, that are coming on with our activities and events, but just high content uh, columns that are in there from everything from book marketing to design to um, uh, one of our hot things is I always do the tip column, just things that I have scouted around and find out. And I know that this last last month and I'm going to was I had a bunch of uh, sites that I had discovered that had really good data to make sense to incorporate. And most of them were free um, on that. And I'll let people know if it's free or fee. And, and that's what you're looking for. We're going to be right back. And Shannon Parrish is with us for our last section. We want to talk about in this next one, what do we do with some of those old posts? Should we repurpose them or throw them in the trash? I'm Jim Spryles. It's your guidebook publishing. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The free terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both author you and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract author you deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. 
Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So in our final ooh, 13 minutes or so, that there was a couple of things that I wanted to go over. One was that what do we do with some of these old things that you were so brilliant in putting together when you had an audience of less than a handful? And and what do you do with them? And two, I wanted Shannon to, top on, to, to tap on to what is RSS and what do I need to know about it, if anything, and how do I work with it if I need to know anything about that and how does it work? And then thirdly, we were talking about some of those methods off, off the air that I thought it would make sense to bring back of how do you keep tabs of people? Like if we want them, you want to build that trust, you want to bring them to the website, and you want to collect their names, which is critical. So some techniques on collecting them and methods to use that. So, Shannon, I'm going to throw it back to you. Which Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with the RSS feed since right. we well, mentioned that just before we left out. Okay. RSS stands for really simple syndication. You don't need to know how it's done if you are a novice. Just know that it means it makes your life really easy because WordPress is automatically sending out a code or a feed that is letting people know what you've just created on your website. When you click on an RSS button, usually it's going to look like a bunch of gobbledygook and you'll think that you ended up behind the scenes in a code. It's just all code and it doesn't make sense. So there are sites like feedburner.com that will take your RSS feed, which is usually your website.com forward slash feed is your RSS feed. That's, that's a very common uh, URL for it, whatever your website is. And they will make it into a user-friendly appearance that a, a person can read right there from your website. But the reason why it's a feed is that there are readers that will pull that in. You can pull that in through Outlook. You can subscribe to an RSS feed through Outlook, and that's Every time somebody writes a blog, it will just come straight to your email. Or you can use a service like MailChimp, for instance, that has RSS to email, and you can customize the look of your RSS um, feed that comes to them, your email, so it has a nice header, and you can put some links to certain pages that you need to have, and it will have your blogs that will show up underneath that. And you can set that for as often as you want that to send out, whether it's once a day, once a week, or once a month. I would suggest once a week or once a month. Once a day gets people where they're not reading it anymore because it's too much. It just becomes what they call bacon. It's not spam. It's bacon. It's stuff you want, but you shove it off and you never get to it. (laughs) It has sizzle, but I just I'm overwhelmed with the sizzle. (laughs) That's exactly right. Just a lot of fat, and you're never going to get around to it. (laughs) That's right. So then they delete it all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let, let's let's jump over to um, the the creation of what you would need. Now, you, may, you mentioned MailChimp. There is certainly Constant Contact was around for a long time. AWeber is a common company that a lot of people are aware of. That, And th- this is for the collection of names. That would be one, one purpose. Uh, two would be to communicate 
with people where you could send out special email blasts, for example, to them. So talk a little bit about that. Well, the nice thing is if you're a really busy author and you want to stay in touch with everybody but you can't remember every single little avenue that you've set up to create, to work with them, all of these things work together so that when you post a blog, everything is working together. And um, if you have a special notice that you want to send to them, you can go into, say, MailChimp, and you can set up a newsletter and send it to the list that is your RSS list as a special blast, reminding them that they subscribe to your RSS feed, and this is a special um, blast that you're sending out uh, just to let them know. You, you have to have disclaimers on everything and uh, to remind people how they got onto your list and you can give them special information that way or coupons or uh, promotions or something like that. But you can always blog about it as well, and it will automatically go through and go to your mailing list without you having to create the newsletter. The option's there for you to do that, either one. Mm -hmm. So you can communicate. And then what do these things cost, Shannon? Well, MailChimp is very generous in what they offer. And um, they have up to 2,000 subscribers. If you send out 12,000 emails, your monthly cost is free. If you want special autoresponders or other features, then you're going to have to pay for it. But their price only goes up to $15 per month, and that is um, an unlimited number of emails sent to a list that is up to 1,000. On each, and, uh, on each I, I list. I don't know what I'm sorry? Uh, on each list. 1,000 on each list. Is that correct? Um, it, well, it only says subscribers, so I don't know about each list. If you have more than one list, I, I, I imagine they're looking at your subscribers total overall. So if somebody has subscribed to more than one list, they may be showing up as three people. And your emails per month, I mm -hmm. honestly don't know if that's, 12,000 to each list, or if that however many emails are sent can, can accumulate. So if you send out three emails to 2,000 subscribers, you'd end up with 6,000 emails that have been sent. You see how, what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so, so I, I actually, as you talk, way, I'm on the... Reasonable. Yeah. So as you talk, I'm on the MailChimp site, and that it, it just says forever free. That sounds for, good for me. Um, mm -hmm. there's the, if you have fewer than 2,000 subscribers, you can send up to 12,000 emails per month, absolutely free. And, 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 uh, you're crazy to send out 12,000 emails, people. So <laughs> don't do that. Um, and there's no contract. There's no nothing. If you had 25,000 subscribers, you can send an unlimited amount of emails and the charge for that is 240. So as you really build, 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 um, it is going to, things will cost more. And I will suspect that any other service, whether it's a constant contact or it's with a, an AWeber or anybody else who's out there, there, it's going to be a stepped up as you go along. Um, there will be some cost when you start becoming one of the players out there. But that way, I'm assuming you're going to be making some money from your products and you're going to say, this exactly. is called a, a cost of doing business. And remember, as Shannon yes, said sir. last week, yeah, Shannon said last week, your website is an investment. This is an investment. Yes, 
in in your product in your line. All right, so with our with our final three minutes here, let's talk about this whole idea. I call it repurposing. But what do you do with these old posts? How do we how do we bring them back to life? Well, you you can certainly go back and read your own posts, what they're about. You can edit them, tweak them. You can pull out uh, tweets that are 140 characters, some of those great sentences that just kind of flow out of your fingertips while you're writing. You can use it as a tweet and include a link back to that post. But you can have a plug-in such as um, Yoast. It's like Toast, only it's Y-O-A-S-T, which is a search engine optimization plug-in that will help guide you through adding keywords and your your title, your meta tag, your description of the post. You can build up your effectiveness simply by by being guided by this plugin. It's really uh, quite an amazing plugin and and quite involved. I don't know how these guys develop these things and then give them away for free, but it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Now, is Yoast Um, tied in with WordPress, or is that something that someone would have to go to Yoast.com and subscribe to it? No, when you're in your dashboard and in your plugins, Uh when you add a new plugin, you can just type in Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, and Mm -hmm. it will pop up. And then once it's installed, it says WordPress SEO. All right, there you go. It kind of changes that name, yeah. All right. So what you're saying is, what you're saying here, because we're down to like 90 seconds here, but what you're saying is that anything you've written, go back and revisit it. With just a few tweaks, you'll make it current. You may tie it in with something's in the news. Who knows? But get it back out there again. And I need to say this to everyone. Exactly. Nothing is old. It comes back as new. And that... When you write anything new, when you create a new blog or a newsletter or whatever, make sure you blast it out to your community to let them know that it's there with the link directly to it um, and and take advantage of that. All right, Shannon, one more thing. We've got about 60 seconds. Okay. A- anything um, else? There is, yeah, there's a service I've run across called Clicky, C-L-I-C-K-Y.com. You can have a free account or you can pay $10 a month. And Clicky is on your site, similar to Google Analytics, except that it also creates heat maps so that you can see where people are clicking and what they're acting on, and you can track them that way. So between those two, uh, Google Analytics and Clicky, you get a really great overview of your website and what's working and what's not so that you can change it. It could be something as simple as changing how pages. Great. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Judith Riles. Thanks to Shannon Parrish. It's your guide to book publishing. We'll be with you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith